And welcome back to BBC One again. And this evening we've got Black Hatter goes forth. But now, the film in the evening, straight from the cinema. It's Shite Volume 3. The Shite Awakens. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Andrew Ogden once again. And join us for more shite. It's the one and only Mr. Cinema. <laughs> See, I, I told the lads this, and I said this when we went to G, uh, GPW, and it, I've never said the word cinema, regardless, even though I'm the biggest fan of it. I've never said the word. I just I was making that clear again, just to make sure. I love it, but I've never phrased it as cinema, so, you know. <laughs> it, it's all an online thing, isn't it, Matt? Oh, you know what, and everyone is, like, I've just listened, every Monday I listen to the dating our... Uh, I'll show you, but you know, Kevin Nash clicked this. Do you listen to it? I've heard, I've heard it on and yeah. off. Yeah, I yeah. watch it every Monday when I get in, you know, flick through it on the on the YouTube. Uh, and even they're referring to it as that now and talking because Sean Oliver's never seen it. So he's like dipping in and dipping out. And he's actually praising the actor, to be fair. He's having a go. At, I don't know whether he's, he's sides with me or better here. He's saying the acting's good, but where does it go after Jay? And he doesn't buy JB and Roman, so it's getting everyone talking, and which is you know what it's all about, isn't it? That's all wrestling's about gets you talking, gets you interested. That's what you want as a fan. What you don't want as a fan is <laughs> 10 of the worst, 10 of the worst stables known to man, woman, and child. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about worst stables today, and um, let's go through the 10. It's like a match of the day top 10. This, uh, okay. so the 10 we're going to talk about today, number one. The core, not the bar in Hindley, but the uh, stable. Uh, number two is CM Punk's Nexus. Number three, <laughs> the Union. Number four, the Truth Commission. Number five, the Oddities. Number six, the League of Nations. Seven, the Ardy Family Office. Number eight, the Dungeon of Doom. Number nine, Disciples of Apocalypse. And number 10, well, they're either called PCB or the Submission Sorority. Whatever floats your boat. Um, but, Matty, um, yeah. there's, there's been great stables in time. The Four Horsemen, Evolution, Bloodline, Class of 92, even Willie Mullins in horse racing. But, um, <laughs> Matty... Who are your favourite stable? Yeah. Stay, if I had to pick one and, I mean, oh, it's hard that. If I had to pick one, oh, I'd have to go Evolution. If I had to put my neck on the line, I'd have to say Evolution. Like NWO comes to mind, but I was never living through that at the time. You know, obviously looking back and it was, it was amazing and stuff, but I lived through Evolution and I loved them at the time and I think it still holds up uh, to this day. But when it's all said and done and the bloodline, I think... It could be uh, the greatest when it's all said and done. Like, let's see how that that story ends, and let's see how that that, that movie ends. I, th I think, I think for myself, I was thinking this earlier, and I'd probably go like Evolution because of maybe the length of service and yeah. how many stories they got out of it. That's yeah, maybe one of the ones to go go for. Yeah. As you say, like you have other ones. Like I used to love, obviously, like the corporation, the corporate ministry, but you know. They, as you say, they weren't around long, per se, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's always the same, isn't it? DX, you know, you have your DX, uh, your lovers out there, maybe the original DX, but obviously people like the Triple H, X-Pac Outlaws one as well, but 
Yeah, it's it's always the same, isn't it? There's never one where, where it'll shock you and someone will say, like, you know, our foundation's another one, 97. That's another one up there. No one nope. will say no one off this list, hopefully. Like <laughs> I, I would say no one's gonna say something like fortune, are they from uh, <laughs> yeah. TNA? Yeah. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh the front the front say- line, the front line they were one there. Can I just say and I know you're probably gonna uh, as I say, you know, you're the leader of the show here, and I've got I just uh, go with what you say here, but you know, he was a few stables that you mentioned that I had to get vetoed off this list, wasn't he? You know what I mean? When you when you threw them out there earlier, I'm like well, well, the the ones that didn't make the list um, were number one X Factor. Now, the reason why I stuck them on there mainly because of Ratface Knacker, just incredible. And it'll be the music. It'll be the theme. It's song, the music. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Uncle Cracker song, though. It, it it's a good song, but it's a terrible theme entrance theme. Yeah. The, the thing is with that entrance theme, and when I'm listening listening to Heart and Artis at work, and that is his hit record comes on, you know the one that come number one. Follow number me. Two, follow yeah. me and follow everything me. is all right. And I'm always dying to say to like whoever I work with, you know they wrote one of the worst wrestling entrance <laughs> themes known to, <laughs> known to anyone. And yeah, and it's just like this was the height of their you know, music, music talent, apart from being mates, mates with bloody um, Kid Rock. I think it was one of them and as well, another age one. I think when X Factor was out in 2001, I think they were all in the 20s. <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's pretty much they're all like 28, 29. It's like, for fuck's sake. Fucking old eight and three apes, Albert, <laughs> in his 20s. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> But um, we had um, X Factor. There was also one I thought of, which was um, what are they call Retribution, which was the old Mustafa yeah. Ali. No, I didn't veto that one. I didn't yeah. veto that one. That come a bit too late, I think, before the ten was uh, finalised, wasn't it? And you know, that's a recent one, and isn't it? That's very like that's pandemic era, wasn't it? You know, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's maybe one for um, if we do a second part of stable yeah. because when we were talking the other week, Matty, like. Fucking, we were rhyming off some proper yeah. shit ones. And well, the first one you did fire, and I don't know whether you were you were trying to poke me. I was legacy. I mean, they were never going on the list. No, Randy's not ending up on the worst no, list, no, is it? Never on the no, never, ever, ever, no, ever. There, there was um, on YouTube like a twenty-minute like deep dive into the history of legacy, and. It was one of them. So this was Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, Ted DiBiase Jr., who were a tag team called Priceless. Now, what isn't Priceless is that fucking entrance team of theirs. Oh, it's one of the worst. One of the worst ever. If you well, which which one? Man? Because they had one which was a stinker to start with. And That's then the, the one. Up, yeah, the one they end up with is, is Boss, I think. But wasn't it the first one actually called Priceless? Yeah, who's cause we're yeah. priceless? It's Cody and Ted. That's after he split up from um, Bob Ollie. Um, Cody and Ted, though, it sounds like two like old farmers, doesn't it? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> There's a problem with the drainage in the door field, sir. Uh, it's like fucking, uh, fucking Ted, Ted, Ted and Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so there was um Cody and Ted and it ended up as well. Manu, not the yeah. football team, Manu, and uh Sim Snooker, who was um he was the famous one who got who didn't catch the Undertaker and then got Yeah, sacked. well 
And if you want legacy law, like, I mean, I've got like the 20 disc set, you know what I mean? Which people will be shocked. But like, Manu was in it in the early days. It's like Rick Rude in DX. People forget Rick Rude was like an official member of DX for a bit. It's like he was there at the start and he got kicked out when they realized he didn't have it or got sent back to developmental. What happened with him? And Sim Snooper, yeah, he was like, he was another pro today trying to come in and be, he never officially got in the group, I don't think. I think he got it, got rid of him pretty quick. And just the three lads it was at the end. And that's the uh, the legacy that I always remember and hold high regard. But um, some of the storylines of um, like Randy Orton at that stage, it was all like the punting people in Ed. So, you know, yeah. looking, looking back on it, the Randy Orton stuff was very good. It's just like it was stuck with a load of not ready. Restless. Yeah, it, it, that's what it was. You know, like I, we said, it's like I said it the other day. I think it was on on the, one of the grapple episodes I was on. It's like you're getting trying to get sympathy the, for the McMahons. Like Randy Orton's meant to be this big psychopathic heel, which he was brilliant at. But like the faces he's going up against is Vince and Shane and Triple H. It's like, come on, you know. <laughs> you want him booting him every week, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my final question before we get into the. Um, deep dive into the list is what yeah. do you think makes a good stable well i don't know like i always used to this this might shock you remember team canada in wcw yes uh with right. um scott demore a1 no 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 that's tna oh, the, 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 the original team canada lance storm my ah version, them my, ones yeah now, for Sorry. me and i always think like there's different variations of stables you could have like like I mentioned, NWO, which had like 20 members. You had like, you know, Legacy, who had three members. But for me, if I was wanting me perfect stable, that was the blueprint for me. You had Lance Storm, who was like the leader, the good wrestler, the talker, the mouthpiece. You had Mike Awesome, the heavy, the, the, yeah. the you know, the, the, the bodyguard type, if you will. You had Elix Skipper, the lightweight, the high flyer, the cruiserweight. And then you had Major Guns, who's your manager slash valet. So I think that's the good template of any groups. If I was ever a booker, I'd have four penciled in and that would be my, uh, my ideal group. Like and My thinking behind a good stable is, would they all go out on the piss together? I was like, <laughs> that's your answer to everything, isn't it, Andrew? <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. Because some of these groups, what we'll get into, some of them you can Imagining oh. your life um, that they go out on the piss together, like look, what's it? Evolution. It's like Triple yeah. H taking his dad out, taking his, <laughs> taking his best mate Batista out, and he's bringing his like his his mate from work, Randy Orton, out in it, or his young nephew taking his young, young nephew. nephew yeah, <laughs> I want it to be as well. Like we'll go into it with the League of Nations and, and groups. I, I don't like stables getting through together for the sake of it, where it's like. I know the bloodline to an extent people could argue against it at the beginning, but now the shows are like a solid solidified main event. You just don't want a stable getting through together where the other people in it get battered before you get to the main the main man. Now, some people might think that's the way you do it, but with evolution, you know, you, Flair took the pins and that, but he was already a legend. He was old. He weren't just like a jobber that like got beat to death all the time. He still had name recognition, didn't he? And Ric Flair, so... There's different, many ways, many arguments, and but this is why we do this, isn't it? To uh, cause debate. It is. Um, so let's get into the list. So here, from we no, here we go. Number one from 2011, the core, made up of Wade Barrett, Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater, and Big Zeke. 
Ezekiel Jackson. So this is um, a spin-off of the Nexus, um, which Mr. Edwards has got a 20-disc set yeah. of. <laughs> Pride of place on the shelf. Oh, yeah. Loved. Look, biggest missed opportunity for me, and we'll, but we'll go into that at the end of this uh, this portion. Yeah. Um, so the theme, I'll be around the days. Once again, and after about five goals of getting it, they nailed it, because there's about five versions of this, but the one they settled on, love it. Absolutely love it. Is it the one that uh, I think Barrett had it? Have had it? No, yeah, he's had some classic Barrett on the slide. He's had some good themes. Um, what, what one one thing I noticed with the core is not an ounce of chest air on these lads. <laughs> no, definitely not. Fucking smoother than a baby's bum, aren't they? <laughs> but I'll make PJ Black, Andy. You know what I mean? It's like this is him years before he started traveling the world, or did he already travel the world before this? <laughs> when, whenever, like an upstart company wanted an import, it was PJ yeah. Black every time. <laughs> Five star wrestling, he was on that every fucking week. Fuck's sake. Wrestled him off on three continents, like how many different countries. I love that gimmick, you know. But it's real, though, you know. Oh. Just because he had a great 450 splash, or whatever it is. It just... Yeah. Mr. 450. Um, Wade Barrett has a less gruff voice here. He's like, all right, but he's, yeah. but no, he's all right. He's, all right. Yeah. he's less from Preston and more from Buddy. Um, I don't know, Peckham. Yeah. Um, he's Slater with his 1980s granny hairdo, and um, I would say Big Zeke looking the most intimidating of the lot. Yeah, I mean, Big Zeke was always one I thought that would amount to something really, and but he never quite did. He was good as um, D. Brian Kendrick's bodyguard when he first came into it. And then, like, they, 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 they tried to push him a good few times. He was the smiling baby face for a bit. He was in the core here. And, yeah, it just never worked, did it? It never uh, got there. Well, in one of the opening promos, Wade Barrett says there are no leaders in the core. Now, a running Different spin team, on a group, that. Different spin. Well, a, a running theme in quite a few of these ones we'll talk about is they use that line, there's no leaders, we're all right. like equals and that. It's like, bloody hell, overdone, overdone. And it writes itself that the, the tension's going to start, isn't it, eventually? <laughs> it does, it does. Um, well, early feuds include like, um, like versus the big show. Pain, versus, isn't it, as well? Pain, yeah. Um, so the, the core actually was formed because Wade Barrett was kicked out of the Nexus by um, CM Punk. It's like um, when Homer Simpson got cut out and uh, what's it booted out of the stone cutters and uh, started his own group. <laughs> and he was just in. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the, the, like the big get together of the of, of like the two was in the Royal Rumble that year. Yeah. It was a big portion of the Royal Rumble, wasn't it? It was. That gets like nailed that forty man rumble, but I I like the idea of it. Like, and obviously they shouldn't have done. Well, they haven't done it since, but wouldn't mind unless you know one of the Saudi shows and such. But I wouldn't mind them resurrecting that for uh, for one year, just as a little as a one off. But yeah, that's I think why they done it because they realised these two groups are on telly every week, and we've got to have them all in it. And there's like ten of them, isn't it? So there's there's you know if it was a thirty man rumble, there's a thirty rumble. It's these two groups, so. Yeah, no wonder they uh, made it 40 men that year. Um, so out of some of the matches that I did uh, put on, there was the uh, six-man with... Well, this is when they break up. So um, Ezekiel Jackson ends up breaking off from the group. As 
maybe WWE fought him. Oh, he, he looks like he could be uh, maybe yeah. the next big star of things. So there's like a six man with him, Big Show and Kane um, versus, versus the uh, the rest of the court, and it's basically just the big lads just twatting him. That's it. That's what it always ends up. Like all these new groups or these guys they push up from whatever developmental was over the years always got in there with Big Show and Kane. They fought everyone. Them two genuinely did. They, they could go in the main event or they could go up against these new guys who coming in, these just generic wrestlers. And they'd always test the metal against the Show and Kane like all the time. One, it's, it's sort of an indication once one leaves after about two or three months that the running yeah. out of ideas and like yeah. hot he's like hot shotting stuff straight away. One thing I did one thing I did see, which wasn't on our match list, was the uh WrestleMania twenty seven match, which was um the core yeah. versus show Kane, Santino and Kofi in a two minute squash. Show just says it all, doesn't it? Speaks volumes that like at WrestleMania probably got cut short for like someone running over or talking if I had to go back and watch that mania, but yeah, it was, it wasn't, it was doomed from the start, and it'll lead into. I'm sure the uh, new Nexus we're going to talk about. They just trying to, the Nexus should never have ended, Andy. They should have pushed Barrett and him and Cena could have main evented WrestleMania. Honestly, it could mm-hmm. have if they went with it properly. That could have been a big match for the title. From, from the original, from the original Nexus. Oh yeah, you? for sure. It's all yeah. that to do with that SummerSlam match, you know, where Brett were involved. And Cena just like was meant to lose, wasn't he? And Edge and Jericho were like, listen, John, let you know, and he got it changed and DDT on the floor, or literally the concrete. And then within like 90 seconds, he pinned like Gabriel and Barrett. It's like fucking hell. And that one of the reasons I fucking hate Cena stuff like that. (laughs) Old big match John using his uh Booker's card there. Don't work for me, brother. Yeah, I know. Fuck she. Um, so with the um What's it? The breakup. We did have a match at like over the limit, which was um, Ezekiel Jackson versus Wade Barrett. And you know what? Actually, a solid match this, but it's just interference at the end. And many thoughts on this one, Matty. No, just like you said, and just this is like they're just trying to like hot shot the IC onto Big Z, which he does eventually win, doesn't he? And like it's just and bad. It's just like it's just awful. And I think honestly, it's just. It was never going to work. Like Zeke had no promo skills, did he? Barrett, on yeah. the other hand, did. I think Barrett's one of the biggest missed opportunities, Andy. You know, when people said over the years, there's been plenty. He's near the top of the list for me. Like, well, so much more. Well, the one that got over, he didn't really have to do much wrestling. It was the uh, bad news Barrett. And then he dropped that, took it away from him because it got over. It's fucking stupid. I, I always remember the, the night after Mania 30 when he battered Rey Mysterio and he was, he was over. Absolutely yeah. over that evening, and that's when Rey Mysterio looked like finished as a wrestler, and even crowd was like, "Oh, ten off. years ago, <laughs> ten years yeah. ago, <laughs> it's finished, isn't it?" Um, so uh, with Big Zeke, one of his, his, his one of his favorite movers was um, doing ten body slams in a row, like um, the the Canadian wrestler Psycho Mike. Um, inter- interesting. Uh, Do you know in- I love that though? To be fair, I, I will give him that Zeke because when he uh, like first come in with the core and like they made a statement of putting them over and like in an angle he battered Big Show and Kane and he gave Big Show like three body slams in a row so it was like just getting that over fair play like fair play it, on that it was always a good spot that just like lifting Big Show because he uh, 
when obviously fluctuated yeah. from time his weight, but when he were at his biggest and people could just hike him up, it's always an impressive, always an impressive spot. Yeah, always. Um, so with the core, they disbanded in a backstage segment, 45 seconds. They'd had enough, literally. <laughs> it, was, it was the end of their day. It was. <laughs> One thing I would like to point out as well, Matty, um, during the, during this time of the core and that, it's the era of the anonymous GM and Michael Cole in a box. Now, have you any thoughts on this? Because it was it it could have gone somewhere, but it ended just didn't it end up being like Ornswoggle? Ornswoggle, and that was like revealed a year later as well. Yeah. It was the worst. Like, but I will say and. I'd much rather have the anonymous general manager than the guest hosts. I know they're mm-hmm. as bad as each other, but if I had to choose, it, and it did, people don't want to, whether it's admitted or you didn't see it, it got Michael Cole over. He was fucking hated, Andy, at a point. He was absolutely the number one heel. Obviously, got that mania yeah. match, you know, with the King and stuff. But it did get Cole over, and I know he got rammed down the throats, but... When there's heat there, brother, you've got to go with it. That's what I say, Andy. You know what I mean? With the heat, you've got to go with it, mate. The only heat you want, Tom's on the wrestling, not in your house. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, can I one more thing on the core? I think I've told this story, but I'll for any new listeners out there who, who listen to this. When I went to a house show in Liverpool, uh, in this when the call were here, I think it was April 2011. Yeah. Uh, Justin Gabriel, I was giving them stick. I had me the Nexus T-shirt on. So obviously them and Justin Gabriel was giving me banter because I, I was in the front row and he was like, you know, these are better putting up the shirt. Because he knew I was a fan of the original Nexus, what he was in, he done the old good thing. He threw his T-shirt at me as if he was like doing something like bad, but he was actually giving me his T-shirt. And I've still got it. And random fact of the day, I took it for some mad reason. When I went, met Jim Ross about 10 years ago in Manchester, I took me WrestleMania 24 physical DVD for them to sign and me courty shirt. So I've got a courty shirt signed by Jim Ross. How random's that? I was at that show as well at the comedy store, Jim Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. Uh, yes, we probably bummed into each other back then. <laughs> Yeah, I remember just I just got my program signed. You're saying about the core thing signed by um by Jim Ross. The only thing I've had signed by a wrong person is uh my meet and greet ticket for Rick Flair at Red Pro. I had it signed by Sting because Sting was <laughs> Fair enough. Just say, say that sign that Steve. So at least there's a like a connection with Sting and Rick Flair. Where's the connection between Jim Ross and the core? You know what I mean? So. <laughs> no, absolutely none. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into number two now, which is um, CM Punk's Nexus. Now, as I said earlier, Matt is a big fan of the original Nexus. So this um, this new group of the Nexus is uh, CM Punk joined by oh, what a what a group: David Altunga, Husky Harris, Michael McGillicotty, and Barry from Gladiators. <laughs> Now, can you say who these people are if people don't know who they are, Andy? So Husky Harris is... Bray Wyatt. Michael McGillicutty is... 
Mr. Perfect's lad. Yeah, and Barry from Gladiators is. Uh, Mason Ryan <laughs> and David Altunga's um, Jennifer Hudson's uh, former other half. Yes, there Billy. we go. <laughs> what a what a lot! Just the names: Husky Harris, Michael McGillicuddy. <laughs> this was that era of just like I know people say the names are bad now. They were worse back then, Andy. For me, they were fucking it's proper awful. sex names, isn't it? <laughs> Oh dear, um, Husky Harris with the 10 inch. Anyway, um, so CM Punk joins the Nexus. We, we mentioned earlier, turned on on what's it, Wade, uh, Wade Barrett. Uh, but this, this is where he, he, he actually joined it was a segment involving John Cena and David Atunga. Think yeah. of that as a top line program on Raw. And uh, they had many, many, many matches over like a two year period when Atunga was hanging around with. John Laurinaitis, yeah, or whoever. There was many a match between them two. Bad. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> but he puts you off. He put probably put you off. Put you off wrestling watching Raw. And not. yeah, I mean, and this is where this is the period where I'm like every week, mate. Like I'm trying yeah. to like obviously I'm I'm a big fan, but like. I, I know when things are shite. That's why, like, I'd go down the card trying to cling on at the time to, like, a Dolph Ziggler or someone that was, like, on the up, just someone yeah. who people might, like, have a go at now. But at the time, it's like, this is better than, like, what Cena's doing or whoever. Like, it was just one of them weird times, weird times. So, um, David Ortunger offering the truce. The lads then attack Cena, which includes um, Gabriel and Slater at this time. Yeah. Um, everyone hits their finisher on Cena. And then... Um, CM Punk's music hits um, as he turns up, GTS is Cena and collects his Nexus armband. Punk with his blonde tints at the time. Yeah, he was on commentary. This is when he was injured, wasn't he? He was on commentary for a bit. And once again, I'm like, you know, I say big fan of the Nexus. And when they'd done this, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go with it and see what happens. And they were trying to lean into Punk's, you know, state head society stuff a few months before where we're going into the initiations and stuff. So they're trying to be that, he's still that cult leader in, it, like, in the same vein as the state head society. So, but yeah, it just didn't really work, did it? So um, with Husky Harris getting his initiation, I've seen that one where he um, gets whipped three times. And um, I think he passes the the strap on to um, the, the strap, not yeah. not the strap on. Fucking no, hell. not uh, the prop either. Not the prop, not the title. It's the um, an actual leather strap. He, he's getting whipped by each member. He takes three lashes off each member of the Nexus, and that's where Slater and Gabriel are a bit hesitant, are they? And yeah. but they still do it, and they end up leaving because they don't want to be like in a cult, basically, with a with Big Phil. Yeah, and um, you were you were saying about like the uh, straight edge society, and I will say with this group that the really going in this is like my room one or one of stables, but I think they're going in not because of CM Punk because I think CM Punk is a very good leader of a group. Yeah, he is. Obviously, we know. I'm not the biggest punk fan, but he's he is one of the best on the mic. You know, he, he all day long you'd have him on telly as, as as a big part of anything, really. You know, but as you say, you, could, you know, the state edge society was actually really good, and that was a time as well when it was. It, this is that you're forgetting. This is the proper PG era, Andy. Like he they, they, they wasn't like even leaning into nothing. This was like the PG era, and that stood out very well. The state edge society, but yeah, punk all day long as a as a mouthpiece. Just don't want to see him in there trying a buckshot lariats and and stuff like that because <laughs> he can't do it. 
Um, so there was stuff leading up to like the um, the Royal Rumble with this. Um, there was a CM Punk Wade Barrett match with John Cena as the ref. Well, yep. this is it. so. Um, if neither won, um, they won't enter the Royal Rumble. That was like one of the uh, stipulations. So it was basically a match where Cena fools around and um, points out he can't be it, or they get double DQ'd, and also it ends up Cena DQing them for swearing. You know, when you were saying about um, family-friendly at the time. Yeah, just typical, yeah, just Cena nonsense here and a lot of it. I, I sat through a lot of it, mate, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, all, we also had, um, as I mentioned, Barry from Gladiators, Mason Ryan, uh, when he debuted with his tank top and jeans. So it was like a, a Batista combo. You should get the chance, didn't he? Batista chance because Batista had gone at this point, and he was—he was the ringer. <laughs> he was the ringer. Like, <laughs> were, were, you, were you a big fan of? Did you ever watch the reboot of Gladiators on Sky One with um, Nick Aldis in as well? I didn't. This ties in with I'm going to be watching the new um, Gladiators when it comes on over here. But I have started that Netflix American Gladiators documentary. Have you seen any of it? I've heard about it, but I'm not yeah. uh, not seeing. It. I know they brought a few over here. Um, on the, I think it might have been on the original Gladiators. Yeah, international because Mike Adamley isn't it? Wrestling tie-in. Mike Adamley hosts it, and he he's uh, on the international one with Big uh, Ulrike, isn't it? Isn't he? Can't, I never could say your name. Is it Eureka or Ulrike? How do you pronounce it? Ulrike Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I always get tongue twisted with that name. Stan Collymore knew it well, anyway. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it's, I would say with the with the Nexus uh, CM Punk's version, very much meanders. It's another one of those groups where it's mainly the leader and the scrubs. Yeah, well, the the only thing I will give it is that it um, in the build up to the Randy Orton CM Punk match at WrestleMania, mm. like they done it. Paint by numbers, one on one wrestling, but I liked it where Randy Orton punted each member each week on Raw, so it left MVCM Punk where he couldn't run in at WrestleMania. So that was okay, you know, stuff like that. But uh, that was it after that Randy Orton feud. I think Punk quietly dropped the Nexus and went straight into the um, John Cena Money in the Bank stuff. Wasn't it was, it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember yeah. he was still wearing the t shirt around. Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. The, the armband was still on. I think it's still even on in that Money in the Bank match. I have to go yeah. look, look back at that, yeah. Yeah, Remin reminiscing of his uh, of his leadership. Um, so anyway, let's get into number three now, which is <laughs> Union. <laughs> uh, this is a very short-lived um, group. Um, I'll be sure, Andy, have you got the official... Timeline of this group because if it's if it's more than thirty days, I'd be shocked. <laughs> well, that is for later on. But okay. Um, okay. so the members are the Big Show, Mankind, Test, and Ken Shamrock. Um, obviously, you had the entrance theme, which I gave a rendition of there, which is a, like a train whistle. Um, the Union were well known for carrying two by fours, where there was um, there were big fans of Jim Duggan. This is around the time of like the like the ministry stuff, isn't it, Matt? It's yeah, just stick four it's blokes in a room. Basically, it was formed and because of the they were all 
uh, hard done by by Vince McMahon in the show. Yeah. So you like you had they're, they're all basically former corporation members. And I don't know who's booking this. Obviously, it's Russo, but like, does Vince know? Like, like, or is he well in on this? That like the people who've been done by him have formed the union, and then Vince ends up in the unions. He ends up in the union himself. Vince was that just a pit? I could be pissed take out of everyone or what? <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Fuck's sake! But yeah, not good. Not good at all. Um, so there was a couple of things I found on YouTube, which was like the Union versus DOA and too much from Sunday night heat. Fucking ran, random eight-man tag. It's um, basically Big Show pinning eight ball in 30 seconds. Literally like the, entrance, the entrances were longer than the uh, the match, which was typical for 1999 Raw, which you know we'll get yeah. into later. They had... Um, a big multi man at the um, over the edge pay per view ninety nine as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not much. Not much to say with them. They're just like all jilted lovers from the um, corporation. That's all. That's literally all it was. <laughs> but to elongate this segment uh, of the show, I'm going to ask. It's question time with Andrew Ogden. Oh, so, Matty. How how up are you on your, your uh, unions? <laughs> Not the best, Andy. If you come at me with all this, I'm going to struggle. <laughs> go on. So it's only one question and one question only. Okay. Here we go. Which of these are a real trade union? I'm fucking hell. So you've got A, the Radcliffe and District's Engine Men and Boiler Men's Providence Society. Okay. B, the Stonecutters. C, Derry Baker's Union. Or D, the National Glass Window Makers Society. Mm. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I'm going to go with A because it's the longest winded name. So Matty's saying A, the Radcliffe and District's Engine Men and Boiler Men's Providence Society of Great Britain. You be correct. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there we go. He knows his unions. <laughs> don't, don't no one ask me any more questions about unions, though. <laughs> I'm retired <laughs> on that. Number four now. The Truth Commission. The members, the Commandant, Kurgan, the Interrogator, Recon, Sniper, Tank and the Jackal over it over its length of time. If you remember, hey, quick notes as well. Tank, the former Manta, just uh, passing away recently. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sad, sad times. Time. It was sad time. We discovered how good of a worker he was, Andy. We just, did. You know, we did. Genuinely did. Older old Mike Halleck. Nah, Rest yeah. in peace, sweet. Rest friend. in peace, definitely. So, um, the Truth Commission are built from South Africa. Um, the Commandant, according to Wikipedia, was an actor who I was going to say, Andy, you have Bret to be an actor. Hart, yeah. Bret Hart, while filming in South Africa. Yeah, he had to be. I, just that, what you've put on there, the, the, the Commandant debut. And I've just, how much does he waffle on? But he had to be an actor. You could tell. Just the delivery, you know, he was definitely, ah, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Well, the Commandant's real name is Robin Smith, not the Labour MP from the 80s and 90s, but yeah. uh, Robin Smith, the South African actor. Um, 
He announces the next row will be in South Africa. I did put he sounded more like Sean Connery than from um, actually yeah. Cape Town or anything like that. He's chatting some fucking whammy though, and he's just going on, isn't he? He's just fucking wham. <laughs> it, I did put it straight out of 1993 WWE. This not yeah, but mid this to late nineties. Yeah, but this is it, it, and you know you can even when we got to talk about the League of Nations in an, to an extent. When Vince is struggling, he goes to like a few of his tried and tested fucking stuff. Anti America, it's just all the time, isn't it? <laughs> but it'll always get booed. <laughs> you know, say what you want about it, it will. It'll always get booed off the fans, and it's lazy, yeah. But you know, you know, if it works, it works. So, so some of these, um, some of these people. So we had Kurgan the interrogator, who'd, who'd been a, I think he. Uh, he, he he ended up having a few gimmicks. Uh, yeah. Well, he's, I think he could be one of the only ones who's in two of these groups in a bit, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been saddled with some shite, yeah. and the old Kurgan. Uh, Recon. Um, that was Barry Barry Bull Buchanan. Barry Buchanan. Yeah. Always. I don't know who sniping is though. And was he a uh, local wrestler? Who was he? I, I don't think he ever did anything after this. Did no, a no. sniper, um, and also um, he turned up later on, taking over from Commodon to be the uh, the jackal, Don Callis. Don Callis, <laughs> yes. um, still nowadays. on telly now, twenty five years later. <laughs> what the fuck's going on with him? He was probably about twenty two then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will, I will, I will just have a look, but. Um, He's, he's, I think even back in the late nineties when he was on like WWF, he was a great talker and like you'd hear him on ECW, wouldn't you? Cyrus in ECW, wasn't he? Cyrus, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what we're talking? Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety seven. This ninety seven. So that's twenty twenty six years. Thirty three. Is he 59 now? 59, yeah. He was 33 in the Truth Commission. Fucking hell. Yeah. Fuck's sake, lad. How did these... We go on about it all the time, Andy, but don't these fucking wrestlers cling on? Hook or crook? Like, don't they just fucking... <laughs> still having a go? <laughs> yeah. But you, you've got to give it to him. I know he took, he took quite a bit of time out of wrestling, didn't he? So he's... To be fair, you know what, as well, and he was always for me... He was, it, I know I'm ripping him there for clinging on, but, you know, he was always, like, a good heel. Like, he, what, what was yeah. it, a small fish in, sorry, a big fish in a small pond. So he was in ECW near the dying days. But then, you know where I think he was good as well? Them TNA Asylum years when he was the doctor of authority or the director of authority. Yeah. He was a good heel then, like, he good on the mic, just easy, just hateable and easy to hate, isn't he, one of them people? So, fair play to him. I was going to say he actually looks good for 60. Yeah, he does. That permatan now, darling. Oh, proper Benidorm, that, isn't it? You can, <laughs> could see him having a fight over some towels with a German, couldn't you? Um, some of the matches, anyway. Um, so, the True Commission debuting against Bob Ollie, Jesse James and Two Cold Scorpio. That is a proper... It's job squad standard. I was, say, well, I was you know... It is at the time we're talking lower card of the battle, but I'm shocked that like they wrestled them and not three literal jobbers. You know what I mean? So they must have had big plans for them to put them over these. 
you know, you mm. know I mean? so I was shocked when I seen them three in the ring when you put the match down. But during this match as well, the one and only Gorilla Monsoon's on commentary. Look, yeah. this is this is getting close to where he um you know he cropes it and what have you. But um announcing the new commissioner, and I think this is around the time where the Slowly moving him off TV and uh, I just thought it, didn't he? Comes is the commissioner, yeah, yeah, but actually, a good era, Sergeant Slaughter with you know him and um Triple H in it with the window yeah. wipers. He had he had credibility, didn't he? That's the thing, you know, he's a big fella, former champion, so he had that like you, you listen to him, and if you you know you stood up to him, he might have given you the dig himself or locked the Al Cobra clutch on. <laughs> um, so in this one, it was like Kurgan getting the win with the uh. Yeah, he was the one they were always pushing, were Obviously, look at him like Vince is going to love Kagan at first glance, isn't he? And he always got the pins. I think they have one of Survivor Series against, I think it's Truth Commission be DOA, and I think he pins all of them or something like that. So he was always the one they wanted to um, to push. There's also like um, a tag match later on with the uh, Truth Commission versus Legion of Doom. Uh, now, Legion of Doom at this time were, um, you know, still still fairly... Still fairly big. They're not on the downslide yet. Um, the, like the pop, the, the pop they get is just well, like, always. They always have yeah. that name value. Road Warriors, one of the best. Yeah. So th- this is like True Commission, fairly un- undefeated at this time. So you're thinking, oh god, Legion of Doom, they're gonna fucking yeah. run all over them. He's now human, there is, yeah. There is a point on commentary where Jr. says these lads are allegedly come from South Africa. <laughs> can't help himself, can he? Sometimes, Jim. Can't, can he? <laughs> um, it ends up with like a DQ saving the commission from losing, but they got nothing in this match. Just yeah. no offense at all. No, they don't. The Legion of Doom don't shelf you when they like you, Andy. So if you don't like you, you're not getting a look in. <laughs> but but um, a lot a lot of the um, like the list we're going to go through. It's all the rap. All around the same time, in it that late ninety-seven to ninety-nine period where factions, Russo love factions, didn't it? Gang war. This is the gang warfare era. Isn't it? This is the nation. Your DOA, Brichwas, Truth Commission. You know Shamrock and Legion of Doom. Ahmed Johnson were like a stable, weren't they? You know DX, Half Foundation. There was so many stables. Around this time, the old NWA come back with Jeff Jarrett and stuff like that. There's loads. Southern Justice. Southern Justice. That's later on. That's late '98. Yeah, this is like proper, like loads. Yeah. Do do you think Russo was a big fan of the film The Warriors? Yeah, (laughs) he's a big fan of every film. Where when he run that that video store, that's how we used to get his uh, storylines from the B movies. But yeah. It's one of those that like, you look like watching it back at the time in like late nineties. You couldn't give a shit because it was just like it was entertaining and that. But I think now we're more older and why you know this is you 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 hit the nail on the head there. Like and for me, even like I've don't want to say sucked into it, but like you know, I'm not a big match guy. You know me, I like the storylines, my angles, my interviews, promos, and the matches are the last thing I want to see. Being honest, but yeah. as you say. I- Getting older, you're right, it's turned into that, especially with like your AEWs now or a or a match-driven federation. But like back then, I'd want to see just gangs beating the shit out of each other backstage. That's what it's all. I don't give a shit about who won the matches then. I just wanted to see them fight and cause mayhem. But you know, 
Yeah, and they'll always, you know, use a clamour for more factions. And I know Tony Khan's gone over the top because I think literally everyone is in a faction in AEW, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into the AEW yeah. faction later. But um, what we'll say is, not many's hit the mark there. But uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah. get into that. Yeah. But what we're going to get into now is another game. Okay. So it's a true or false game. No, it's the Truth Commission. It's yeah. true or false. Um, <laughs> Game on South Africa. Okay. So I've got three questions for you on uh, yeah. famous South Africans. Go on. So number one, wise man Nkulu was the chancellor of the University of Pretoria. True or false? True. Yes. Number two, Mark Fish played more games for Bolton Wanderers than his time at Charlton Athletic. True or false? Oh, now I don't know. I think he'd done that freak injury at Charlton, didn't he? But I'm still going to go with Charlton. So that's false. It's true. Oh, did he get that? He got that injury at Charlton. I should have went with it, shouldn't I? Ah. So you want to... The actual... Um, the amount what he played for Bolton against Charlton, so... He played 102 games for Charlton and 103 for Bolton. Ah, oh, bloody hell. I'm that close. Flippin' hell. And final question on uh, true or false in South Africa. Um, is Devin Peterson, the darts player, his walk-on tune is run to the hills by Iron Maiden. True or false? False. Matty, you're saying false. You're correct. Yeah. His, his entrance theme is Waka Waka by um, Shakira, which is a yeah. fucking banger. Samina, <laughs> hey, hey, Waka Waka, hey, the, hey. The 2010 World Cup song, wasn't it? Yeah. It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Fucking tune. Absolute tune. Anyway, halfway through this list, let's get into the oddities. In nothing but the grey show. ICP's finest hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funnily, enough, I I funnily enough, I watched um, OSW review last night and it was the turning point pay-per-view from like main event mafia era. And they're in the front row with Scott all causing trouble. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. They, they had some time in wrestling, didn't they? The ICP, the, the um, Dark Carnival, which me and uh, Mr. Wilson uh, went through, WCW 2000. Yeah. <laughs> if I hadn't reviewed the Dark Carnival before, they'd be going in this top 10. See, no, I, I, I can't have that. I was a big Vampiro guy, big ICP guy. You're not a fan of Dale Torborg, no? No, no. <laughs> He can stick his baseball far up his ass. <laughs> in, uh, Diamond, Diamond Dale. Uh, anyway, the oddities. Now, a mixture of people here. So the jackal was part of it, yeah. but it's more like the heel version. Didn't last long, that heel didn't version. Didn't last long, no, no, no. But it was mainly to push uh, Kurgan. He was just play, uh, wearing like, long black um, tights. Yeah, that's when he was the interrogator. More like it was Kagan the interrogator then. He was, yes. 
So, um, as we mentioned, Kurgan, the interrogator, the jackal, giant silver, violent J, shaggy two dope, Luna, Sable was part of the oddities for... Um, yeah, that's a, a little bit of a trivia question, that one. George Steele yep. was in it. And here we go. The one, the only, Mr. Tenter. He was. Golga. Yep. Love South Park, didn't he? Love Cartman. <laughs> he did. He did love his um, Cartman doll. But did, did you did you ever watch South Park when you were... Uh, you know what, Anne? That was the one show at the time that completely passed me by. And like Gary, my cousin, you know, you know, referred to on these podcasts, he was a big fan. And I still didn't. He was the only one around in my mates and like my family that would watch it. And I've got some DVDs there of it, but I've never ever went back and watched it. But it just completely passed me by. It's something that I probably would have enjoyed as well. I think I think, you know, it's it's certainly for its time. Um I had it on you know, like the proper physical on oh, VHS, I... the box set. VHS proper stuff. <laughs> So that was, uh, I think maybe for six series. We had you know what? What is on with that? Isn't it still? Is it still on now? Is it stopped now? No, it's still on. Still on now. Yeah. Isn't it one of them where it, that's why it was good as well because it was that topical and up to date. Because if something happened on say if a big news story broke on the Tuesday, did have the animation done in time for like when it dropped on the Friday? It wasn't like pre-done. Do you have the option to like put the latest news in there to make it relevant? That was the part of the gimmick, wasn't it? Of why yeah. it was that good. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Love that aspect of it. Like, and, and, and I think with its humour, especially, um, like I said, of its time, but then again, um, the writers went on to do Team, Amer Team America World Police. That's a, yeah. that's a fucking great film. And um, yeah, uh, The Book of Mormon as well, the, um, okay. the musical, which. I think it's been it's been played around the UK quite a lot. I've been to see it twice myself and lo loved it each time. Uh, and it's say, same humour because it's the well, same writers as South Park. But um, yeah. yeah, no, no, nah, love South Park back in the day. It was always around, you know, like Ren and Stimpy and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like Ren and Stimpy for BBC Two at R Six seemed a bit, you know, risque. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, The Oddities is basically a Vince Russo gimmick based on um, the Howard Stern show. Yeah, the Whack, whack Pack, is that right? The Whack Pack, yeah. So, yeah, they had, yeah. they, they had um, I think during one of the Jackals interviews, they had they brought out, I think it was the Elephant Boy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Um, yeah, they, I, did, I will say, though, the ICP did do a banger of a theme. Forum, um, very much arm waving like the public enemy. It's on volume three, that that's on WWF, the music volume three. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, good tune. And yeah, and even at the time, being a diehard, obviously, WWF fan, was never into them at the time, even as, as a 12 year old, <laughs> just wasn't into them really, you know. But what I did find out at the time that that was earthquake, and my mind was blown, even as a 12 year old kid. <laughs> Completely, no, <laughs> it's like another era, like a literal, like another, like. Bruno Sammartino here, you might as well said he come from. Mad, madness. But he just kept coming back, didn't he? Even like to like early 2000s, he still had tryouts with the with yeah. the Fed. And yeah. It's because he was young. Yeah, <laughs> and we thought he was like 50. We genuinely did. 20, yeah. he's, he's 27 when he fights Hogan at SummerSlam 90. Joke. 
How old is he here, though? He has got a mask on, so... Um, 35, he's 35, 35, yeah. That's, that's not on the hand. 30, yeah. yeah. Younger <laughs> than me. Yeah, younger than me. Oh. <laughs> but he did, there was rumoured as well, I don't know how... It was them internet, like, fucking early days, or, like, them websites or chat rooms or whatever, where he was going to be repackaged as a uh, guy to go up against Stone Cold for the title. <laughs> John tends to come back as Earthquake, imagine. Stone Cold the Earthquake in 98. <laughs> would have worked. Would've... Stone Cold would have got something out of him. Fucking I always remember, I always found it weird when, uh, you know, when I, I think it was after Stone Cold won the uh, King of the Ring and he went on to face like Yokozuna, you know, when Yokozuna broke the, the, the role. Ring, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I always thought that was weird, but Steve versus John. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, that'd be. Yeah. Them good, good luck, Steve. Yeah. Um, so one of the matches um I did put on the list was um the oddities versus DOA. Now DOA had Paul Ellering with them. Yeah, that's when he turned on a uh, Legion of Doom, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I could I yeah. could see him as you know, obviously he liked riding bikes with um, the LOD, so I fitted him well with uh and Rocco, and Don. yeah, 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 that's it. You know, just was doing everything here, wasn't he? Just turning, you know, long standing, you know, managers and partners against each other, just and seeing how it, how it went. And yeah, yeah, it worked for a little bit, but they were never uh, getting pushed where they did the DOA. No, no. Um, so in this match, at Golga actually going ass over tit trying to uh, do the earthquake splash. <laughs> <laughs> that match, and what the fuck's that match though? It's like I bet you that was hard to see out of. That I, proper... bet it, I bet it fucking stunk. It, after it's like proper it. glue to his head though. It's like there's no giving it. <laughs> Awful. Oh, he'll have needed the towel to get out of that, wouldn't he? Bloody oh hell. yeah. Um. So with that match. Ended in a DQ. Surprise, surprise. 1999. <laughs> um, also, I had Mankind and Al Snow versus The Oddities. Now, this is um, a match, basically, where Foley's having to find his sock, but can't find it. <laughs> if, now, if no one knows, which I'm sure everyone knows the history of Foley and his sock, if you just said that, like, call to anyone, he couldn't find his sock, so he had to leave. No one would get it. I need to go, what? What the fuck? <laughs> Mr. Sock, let's refer to it as he couldn't find it. I think the one thing was he actually took what he actually yeah. took but his this, sock. To be fair, this is the early, early, early stages of Mr. Soho, isn't it? It's like a couple of weeks after he debuted in the uh, hospital. And I think it ends up like someone... Because I was shocked. The other teams win this. Foley gets off, don't he love for the shock? <laughs> and Snow tries to fight them. I didn't mind this, but I'm fucking kidding, silly it was. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, it, it, wrestling, Andy, it was simpler back then, mate. It was simpler. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is that like, the Odyssey struggled against Al Snow. Like at times, Al Snow, oh, God, he could beat him. I thought he was going to win still. And then when he, when Kagan hit that big choke slam and then the earthquake splash, obviously it was over. But at one point when he's fighting back and forth, he's going to do it. <laughs> he's going to do it, yeah. Oh my! Um, and then we we go to a Sunday night eat match with um, Undertaker versus uh, Kirk, and this oh, is the un Undertaker and it's Dubman. Oh, oh, oh. This eight. is like you know. This is a George Steele appearance in this one. 
this is like how, how many seconds was this? <laughs> Less than a minute, it had to be. Choke <laughs> slam. Choke slam. Literally pinned them. Not his foot on his chest, his foot on his face. He pinned them as well. <laughs> Take away an ass there was he was just like a heat on something like heat as well. It's like what's taking him fighting on heat? I know did you did you always feel like uh, you know when we got Sunday night heat over here on channel four and like someone like a Triple H turning up and it felt like a big fucking deal. It's like, where, why are these turning up on this? Yeah, on this yeah. Edge, Edge and Christian and Kurt Angle turning up on Sunday night. Uh, no, it was all when Christian would try to lose all the weight for the... Uh, the like, chicken outfit. Yeah, yeah, hilarious, that. Hilarious. And when they turned up on that show, you think, this is a big deal. Yeah. Undertaker was like, no. No, not having this. Less than a minute. Get out of there. Well, as well, just seeing the storyline at the time, which was the one where The Undertaker burnt uh, Mr. McMahon's bear. Yeah. Stephanie's old uh, childhood toy, wasn't it? It turned out to be. It made me, it just made me think of that storyline from The Simpsons with uh, Mr. Burns' bear, Bobo. <laughs> like, like the billionaire losing his bear. <laughs> Russo again. Big Simpson, big Simpsons fan uh, is Vince. Um, we we also get into like the heel oddities uh, with the jackal. Um, there's adverts for a body slam fruit drink, uh, a WWE body slam fruit drink, the drink with attitude. <laughs> do, do, do you remember it ever coming over here? No, that ne- I would have had cans. I would have had an empty can here on display, Andy. <laughs> Did that come out over here? <laughs> it would have been the prime of its day, wasn't it? Isn't that one of your 65% stout, them drinks with attitude, Andy? <laughs> Fucking yeah, it is, it is, mate. Bit of kestrel, never hurt anyone. <laughs> I think the only thing that ever come over here were the crisps, like back in the mid, early to mid-90s, like super Do you ever remember the, um, oh, do you remember like, I think they still exist now, I think I got me great niece some from our local shop. You remember like the... Jellies you used to get, but you had to oh, peel yeah. them out of the um, like cellophane. They come in and like they were yeah. stuck in the shape. Remember, I remember the wrestling ones of them, like Hulk Hogan and that. When I was literally like four or five, I remember them. Ultimate Warrior and that. She loved them jellies. They were lovely. They were hard bastards to get into as well. You were. Yeah. That's what the whole point of it was. You enjoyed it even more because it took that long to get into them. It's a, it's the longest match Hulk Hogan ever had in his career. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in this in in this segment, the Jackal's T-shirt, which said "Jackal me off," uh, we're in the midst of that '98 that era, and you could say and do what you wanted. Oh my! And uh, the last thing was um, the Oddities versus Kai and Ty, which ended in um, another DQ with the ICP con- continuously battering Kai and Ty. This is like it, ICP actually got involved in a match. They look good. Actually, look competent as wrestlers. You always Andy on the slide. I'm not saying they're like you know, fucking you know whoever like, but they had a go. They genuinely did have a go. Whenever I seen them in there, and they were in there in WWE with like Ray and Kidman and Hoovy and all that, weren't they? So they, you know, I remember uh, Val and Jake hitting moon salts and stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> they weren't coming and taking the piss. They, they tried like they were fans at the end of the day. They were. But um, do, do you think they're worthy to be in the top ten? The oddities, yeah, yeah, Andy, one of the yeah, because if, if we're looking from every aspect here, we're being being serious about it. You're not getting no good matches. You're getting no good promos. Once the jackal who doesn't last long goes out of there, 
they're just yeah, just really at the time a gimmick that literally is just at the time. That's all it needed to be, and it wasn't good then. But yeah, definitely deserved to be in there. So we're getting into the latter portion now. Um, no, no matches in this one, but it's just general thoughts. Um, so number six, it's the Hardy family office. Well, you're you're going to have to wax lyrical here, Andy, because this is near and dear to your heart. This one, isn't it? This is like you, you one of the first ones down for you. Yeah. So um, the Hardy family office included Matt Hardy, <sighs> and Angelico. Jack Evans um, Andrade was a member till he, ta- he took over in one of the many contract wranglings <laughs> in um, AEW Private Party Jose the Assistant The Butcher, The Blade The Bunny and Jorah Joel Ew. now Jorah Joel the reason why he was in the Hardy family office I think um, Matt Hardy got him a work permit because he was from India. No. Can't remember this at all. <laughs> it was an AEW dark storyline, that one. Well, I, th- I hardly watched Dynamite, Andy, so there's no chance of getting uh, the sea shows. My word. Um, a, a couple of things I want to point out here. The Butcher and the Blade, many factions, all shit. <laughs> They've been, they've been with, who were it now? Pe- Pentagon, Phoenix and Eddie Kingston. That was a group. Was it? Yeah. And them? Yeah, it was like Eddie Kingston. It's when like, he was saying to Ben, ah, he's my best mate and all oh, that. They, yeah. they were a group. Oh. Um, so they were been in the Hardy family office. I think they're, they're just like goons he, for hire. You were with MJF, hired MJF, yeah. Um, Kip Sabian with with him. Fuck me. These well, lads. You know they're actually good workers. They're actually good. Yeah, they're actually a good tag team. They just they, have, they can't talk between them, can they? That's why they're always in these stables. They need a mouthpiece. So, but they are the, the good workers. Even I'll I'll say that one. Yeah. Um. Who else we got in this? Um. The group. And Helico. He's just famous for jumping off a roof, isn't he? Yeah, just, yeah. Just skip him. Just keep skipping and keep skipping these names. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he did have a great match once at Fight Club Pro in Manchester against Zack Sabre Jr. Because he were in there with Zack Sabre Jr. Fucking... I don't think I've seen... I've, I've probably seen about... I've probably seen him wrestle a dozen times and I couldn't tell you any of his moves... Or anything about him, and Angelico. He's just a lot bloke. Is he? Is he, is he the one with Jack Evans though? He's a high he flyer, is, yeah, he? He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm on it now. Yeah, um, Jack it. Evans. He's all right. Yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a legend. Is he a bit of an indie legend? Is that is that the right? Um, yeah, he's crazy. He's crazy dives from. Uh, oh um, yeah, yeah. Austin Cage is that him with Teddy Hart? Yeah, 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 yeah that's it. Um, Andrade. Have you ever rated him, Andy? Honestly, mate, at one point I thought he was he was the, the savior. He was like that Gargano match in in NXT is still holds up to this day. One That's of the best, tight, isn't it? Yeah, but even in WWE, you know, when Ray was like half finished, he had them little few yeah. Ray. They were getting good reviews. Re- right? yeah. Funnily enough, I remember I had, um, like um, a SmackDown taping with him and Ray. It went yeah. about six minutes. They were excellent. 
they had like they had the two out of three. They've had a ladder match. Good match. I think he's good, Andy. He's just that motivation, isn't it, with him and stuff. And he can still go out there and have absolute bangers. He just needs like reining in a bit, maybe. I don't know overall, but I rate him. I do rate him highly. Um, private party. Now there's well, they ended up being the young bucks, didn't they? And that's well, that, where was, that was just the I've got power for the young bucks. I'm not gonna, you know, make it make it obvious that like we're not getting gonna win every week. That was the first dynamite, wasn't it? One of the first dynamites. Yeah, yeah, load of shite. It, it, they're basically, um, you, you know, say like um, a Federico Makeda who played for Man United had one great goal, and it all went. That's their. That's a Makeda goal, and they yeah. needed to go out on loan to oh, a no. club. To I get... meant the I meant the young bucks are the shite there. The private party, I think there's once again, and you know, like the butcher and blade. Good, they can have good matches. Exactly, they have good matches. They just lumbered with these groups and stuff like that. Just let them be a tag team. Let them let them work. You know what I mean? Um, any thoughts on Jose, the assistant? I think he's he's okay. He's better than the other the other fucker. Abrantes, who just and like these are just character names you're throwing at me now, mate. These are just like you, want, <laughs> you know, just narrow H names. What, um, yeah, yeah, just, now, yeah, this is just, yeah. Now we'll get into the main character, the main culprit of this fucking office, <laughs> Matt Hardy, big money, Matt, oh. old, old bandy legs himself. Well, you know what? Are we are we just do you want just thoughts on Matt Hardy in general? Like, you yeah, know, just like, Matt Hardy in general. Well, to be honest, yeah, I'm gonna lay the law down here. You know, he's always been the number two behind Jeff, hasn't he? That I mean, uh, that goes without saying. You know, there's always debates like always Scott's been better than Rick. You know, there's obviously Michaels and Janetti. You know, there's always the one who started, although Janetti was good, but that's another um for another podcast. But you know what I'm trying to say, don't you? There's always one who's way better than the other one for me yeah. most of the time and Matt Jeff was always better than Matt and then Matt to be fair Andy you know stuck around in WWE longer he had that good feud with MVP in 2007 that was a really good feud so he was you know peaked with him and then back down again and to and I will the highest praise I can give him is that 2015 TNA you know broken Matt Hardy and all that stuff was brilliant it was a shot in the arm for fucking you know, give cinematic wrestling, it give another layer to wrestling. It was talked about and it genuinely was good. It was creative, it was funny. But since then, it's just been downhill ever since and just keep him backstage, just let him be a mind, let, let him be an agent, you know what I mean? Just 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 let him be a, a you know, don't let him wrestle all the time. Just awful, awful, Andy. Awful. It's it's been a one trip pony for eight years, hasn't it? Yeah, but it was great. You can't, yeah. can't dismiss that. Like, Money Matt stuff was was pretty good. I was remember him coming over for um, for PCW doing that that character, and he got over. Yeah, but as you say, it's the same stuff. Even in WWE, like to be fair, that was an you know that was Jeff like them coming back, and that was a good moment. But even in WWE, when he done the Bray Wyatt match and oh. stuff, it was just it was just yeah, phoning it in and stuff like that. But you know, he's had his moments over the years, and as when the Hardy Boys were, you know, early on, they both were good. But then Jeff just broke, broke the mold in and broke out the shadow better than Matt. So, yeah, it's it's one of them. He's had his moments, but time to go now, surely. <laughs> time, just time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> um, 
Fucking, um, I think my favourite version of him was was of the one. Yeah, with Shannon Moore, Matt Fax and all. He's had, as I say, he's had, honestly, and that 2007 MVP tag team storyline and feud is brilliant. It really is good. That carries over into 2008. It's fucking funny as hell. Where they have, you seen it where they have the basketball game, the game yeah. of chess. It's fucking brilliant stuff, it really is. I think the I think the issue now is, and it's one of AEW's like you know problems is the the contract the contract storyline. It's like who owns which contract this week, and it was just a case with Andrade, weren't it? Lazy, isn't it? It's lazy. Yeah. It's easy. And Page, and oh, but yeah. no one gives a shit really because it's lower level. Yeah. Fucking rampage bollocks and and filling TV time. Look, yeah. that is shite. If we're, if we're going into the actual storylines and stuff for one of these future episodes, that's going to be in there, isn't it? <laughs> but but the, the, as well, like, Ethan Page is, is very good, but... I, I like I Page, think yeah. it, I think he's even had, like, issues himself. Like, where not that bloody... Where is the karate man who was fighting himself during COVID? Yeah. Like yeah. a cinematic thing. And, oh, God, it was... Bad. Bit too far. That was a bit too far. That one. Yeah, it was. It was bad. After, after time as well. It, it just seems like it's quality control with, um, yeah. especially with like your Hardys, your Ethan Pages. Like they've got a great mind for the business. It's just like they need to be reined in. But that's the problem with the, with this. Like it, it's the having the in between of like the so called when you're in WWE, you have no creative control. Then when you're in AEW, it's like you can do what the hell you want. So you just need that balance in the middle, don't you? You know, it's mad. Dave and yeah, I probably um, I think the worth a spot in this uh, in this ten. Just the whole family office thing, really. Whether it's I, I, I didn't watch it, and, but I, I, I heard about it and no one. There was no one online or no comments I read that enjoyed it or do enjoy it. So for that reason, you've got to put it in there. So, see one of the, one of the factions that could have gone in there, and it was a they helped MJF win like the title, and that was the um, the firm. That, oh, that's man. the one that involved like the the Gun Club, fucking Big Bill, Lee Moriarty. Yeah, it, it was like there, and then right, they're not as stable anymore, and MJF fucked them off, and. Yeah, the, 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 I'll tell you what could have been a good a good faction. The pinnacle was that with, FDR, MJF, Sean and Spears. Warlow, and Spears. And Warlow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a horseman knockoff, wasn't it? That was like a four horseman knockoff one. Yeah, it was. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did, I did think, bloody hell, he's got legs. This and it just like. As you say, and even like someone like an MJF, how many stables he's been in or associated with, or just FTR, just <laughs> crazy, crazy. Well, number seven, the League of Nations. Right, I have to make a statement here, Andy. I need that these are the ones that another one that we haven't mentioned yet is the all-time worst faction, but these run it pretty close for me because these had to be in there had to be in there and it's not an against you know i'll go into it in a minute it's not an against the four individuals or whatever but as a group wow bad so um the four um participants in this group were sheamus um rusev wade barrett and alberto del rio alberto yourself they got together in november 2015 two weeks after sheamus cashed in on matty's hero roman reigns <laughs> Why do you think I want them in here? 
<laughs> they scream my man over. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you, Seamus. Uh, wasn't long after, they lost a four-on-one handicap match versus Roman Reigns via DQ. This this was two like two weeks after they joined. Oh, yeah. like, they oh, got yeah. together. Roman killed him. Oh yeah. Well, that that to be fair, and that was why they had to be here because you know, all four on their own. For me, good wrestlers. They had good mm. good runs. You know, it was this is where it was. They were literally just put together to feed to Roman Reigns. You know, it was it was that obvious though. It was so obvious. It was unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? It was just, it was pointless, really. It was just, no, they, they had to be there. The music, Andy, fucking hell. You're talking about bad theme songs. Do you remember it? Uh, you know, like... you, funnily enough, Matty, great minds think alike, because one of my next notes is the League of Nations theme sounding like it should be advertising Gazprom on the, <laughs> like, the Champions League music. It's fucking awful stuff. Honestly, just terrible. What a bad name for the stable as well. I think just the league and it's just no, it's just low rent, just just and once again, like I said before, and this is 2015, nearly 16. And I know Roman Reigns didn't walk around with an American flag like Luger and and Hogan and stuff, Jim yeah. Duggan. But he might as well have, because that's what Vince went back to again to get because the Romans obviously getting rejected by the fans. It was just throwing was. them together. Because it, you know, let's cheer for American in a way. It's like for fuck's sake, it's 2016, nearly. You know, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it'll all, as I said before, though, contradicting myself, it'll always work, but it didn't here, did it? No. <laughs> it didn't even work here. <laughs> but the um, Roman bringing out his Samoan Express, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will like more to my point earlier on about you know what making a good stable, and I said it's probably. Lads who could go out on a on a piss up. Now they got three out of four right here. Now Seamus, Roos, Evan Barrett, you could all imagine having a good sesh down the down the pub. Yeah. Fucking Bertie's nowhere near these, is he? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> but it's just honestly, honestly, it's just bringing so many bad memories back to this group. It was fucking awful stuff, though. <laughs> It was Seamus with his fish hooks and his beard and that as well, really. It was just like... Oh. One, one, one thing I will say, Matt, is Rusev looks a different... It just looks a different fella here to it's, what he is now. He yeah, looks, watched, looks yeah. He looks 10 years older then, doesn't he, than he does now? He does. Yeah. He just looks worn out. <laughs> because... Unstoppable monster... Come out on the tank. Cena beat him, bastard. And then another one. Cena killed. There you go. <laughs> and in in this, he just sorts. You know, like in a can't be our stage. Yeah, well, it is, Andy. That that's where even Barrett leaves. Doesn't leave. It leaves not long after WrestleMania, where we're gonna. You're gonna get to where the New Day beat them. Is it at WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Barrett leaves pretty much straight after that, and they're done. I'm surprised he got to, looking back and forth. Did they last WrestleMania? And then I thought, yeah, well, the new day beat them. So it was a longer run than even I thought. That just shows you how like bad they were. How, how, how old do you think Miro Rusev were at this time? Oh, 30. Yeah, near enough. 29. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
he looked forty here. Yeah, he does. He look, he looks rough. Taking them Superman punches every night, and he'll do a number on you, mate. Fucking will, fucking will, mate. Um, so let's have a see here. So it was it, it basically um, an era of Roman Reigns and even Bray Wyatt tagging with Roman. Night after Mania, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like a Wyatt League of Nations feud. Yeah, it's just it's just bad because the only thing good about that. Is have you seen it? it? It pops up on Twitter now and again. The finish to that match is brilliant, where Bray Wyatt gives a think Del Rio a sister Abigail. Yeah. And as he's pinning, I don't know. If, it's not. I don't know if it's mental or not. As he's pinning um, Del Rio, he fires like a his hand as a gun, and Rain spears uh, whoever it is at the same time. It's a cool looking. It's very great visual. Like love that. I said. I said he, like Wyatt here look. He looked nimble, didn't he? He looked yeah. very good as a good guy. Yeah, he's one. I went on the last episode and the when, you know, I'm, I'm arguing with myself in a way when I talk about Bray Wyatt and the feed because, like, I, I think there's still something you can do with him. I still think there's a lot there. I still think he's even all right in the ring if you let him have a match, you know what I mean? But it's just all the all the uh, the law, as they say, isn't it, about him. So, yeah, I won't go into that again this episode. No, um, you did mention about the new day. There was a segment basically telling the League of Nations a shite. Yeah, basically that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, these these for me are the number two on the all time fucking worst stables. Fucking shocking. <laughs> but when you get segments like that, literally, it's basically the writers saying, "Give me no just take this like a, the men you are and just, yeah. Yeah. Sack it off, lads. Um, so that's the League of Nations. Now, we, we've covered these fellas before, but it is the Dungeon of Doom. Their hometown is the Iron Gates of Fear, <laughs> which is just outside Radcliffe. Um, let's get into the number of... Um, Dungeon of Doom members. Now, how many was the Matty, do you think? Oh, and I reckon there was a dozen. 13? Unlucky for some? No. Two little ducks. 22? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Right, here we go. Here, here, here was all the um, Dungeon of Doom members. It was the Master... The Taskmaster, Kamala, Lex Luger, the Yeti, Jimmy Hart, the Shark, Vader was there for a cup of coffee. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, Zodiac, Meng, the Giant, Hugh Morris, Barbar, Barbarian, Conan, Max. Big Bubba, Braun the Leprechaun, the One Man Gang, Z Gangster, Ultimate Solution, Jacqueline, and bringing up the rear, the one and only Giant Haystacks, Loch Ness. Fucking hell, that's a fucking list, isn't it, Andy? There's some we, there's some lads there, isn't there? Where do you want to start with that list? Like fucking hell. Well, what I wanted to go to was our man Tenter. 
the um, the debut of the shark. So um, the shark comes from two hundred thousand leagues under the sea. Jaws music plays as Big John shouts, "Shark attack! Shark attack!" Now that just sums up that this why this is the worst stable of all time for me. It'll never he, be topped. Worst. <laughs> he says he can't wait to bite the little Hulkamaniacs. I mean, it's 95 here, not 85, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's Hogan, just fuck, it's the worst storyline, the worst year. Oh, it's bad. But but when he gets when he gets kicked out of the dungeon of doom, I know we're fast forwarding here. Shark does um, I'm not a shark, I'm a man. Um, I'm called John Tenter, not Shark, as he feuds with Big Bubba. Um, which ends with Boss Man shaving half of John's hair off. He had half hair anyway, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so he had a quarter left. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be subtraction there. <laughs> Good day. You sign a master. Fucking hell. When I seen this, shark attack, shark. Oh, no. terrible. But this era of WCW wasn't on TNT, so... Luckily, we didn't see this. I'm sure as well, someone, WCW buff can correct me here. I'm sure uh, when he's Avalanche, before he's Shark, I'm yeah. sure he beats Sting on pay-per-view. I'm pretty sure he does. He probably will have done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mad, madness. But this is a time when when basically WCW got rid of all the, like the workers, like your Steve Austins and... Triple H in that, yeah, Foley. Triple H, yeah, yeah. And it was Hogan and Hogan and Friends. Jobs for the boys, really. Um, one of the things as well, just to recommend, is um, OSW Reviews, um, Dungeon of Doom member, uh, members video, where they go do a five-minute recap of every every fucker. Um, some of the stuff on here. There's a big, huge playlist as well on YouTube. Um, you have stuff like Kevin Sullivan drinking from the Goblet of Darkness to turn <laughs> into the Taskmaster. But it's what it is the one where Hogan actually enters the uh, <laughs> the dungeon <He> with. <laughs> it's fucking hell. Ah. <laughs> oh. There's a, there's also a bit as well because um, Ultimate Solution ended up playing Bane in one of the um, uh, Batman films, yeah. and because he was filming there and he was still in the Dungeon of Doom, they had some of the Dungeon of Doom turn up to film segments in on like the actual Gotham. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. There's a I think it's about four and a half minute segments on YouTube. We've all dungeon it. Dungeon of doom goodness. Fucking hell, and honestly. Um, Zodiac debuting, all dead. Oh, no. Yes, yes. No, no. Yes, yes. That's all he answered in tongues. I mean, how many gimmicks, you know, how many gimmicks did he have to land in WCW alone? Oh, there's loads. It's maybe an idea for um, a later episode. But yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, you mentioned that to me. Old Ed. Yeah. Fuck me. Um, we, there were a couple of matches. It was um, Ron Thompson, Sanchez and Bobby Hayes versus the Dungeon of Doom, which ended with a Zodiac pinning Thompson with a top rope knee drop. Um, 
but there's a, like a promo before and where it's like half a dozen of them and hanging around the master and the taskmaster. And it's just like a load of pissed up old blokes. Having, we'll a, probably, having, a, good, we'll having a good probably, time at the social. But he was probably early 30s, Andy, and should have been like on the Zambucas instead of like the fucking whatever. Kevin Sullivan was probably 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another one, though, Kevin Sullivan, I think I've cracked it before, though, is the epitome of. <laughs> I'll pay for round, innit? <laughs> no, it's just a high waisted uh, kex, innit? What chest are you kex? I've cracked it before. But it's right, though. How high up are you? <laughs> There's no need for it. <laughs> and no knee pads as well. Naughty look like Harry Sullivan. Oh, oh how are you, Hex? Fucking hell. <laughs> but he held 73 years nowadays. He's, uh, he's old Kevin Francis Sullivan. Uh, he's the one I get it from, like the Heat Bill brother. I love the fact that with his shout with the NWO, weren't it? Because like Sting and Luger are going to him saying, Listen, Kev, might we get no like uh, comeback on them? Might we get no revenge? It's like, let the Heat Bill brother, that's our hot air balloon. <laughs> you got let the, the, the Heat build in the hot air balloon so we can fly. <laughs> I fucking love it though. <laughs> I'm in the <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a match on here as well Hogan versus a Dungeon of Doom it shows like it's sort of like um, a two minute thing on Saturday, WCW Saturday night Hogan in Kamala face paint <laughs> fucking he's awful isn't he? isn't he just awful Cunt oh. Hogan innit yeah it's just fucking like and what's the, what's the match he come out in is it um Oh, he's in the camo, isn't he? In the war games where they have against the Dungeon of Doom in Maluga. Fucking Sting Macho Man, isn't it, as well? It's just... Oh, they all painted up like Sting, I think, aren't they, at one point yeah, as well? Yeah, oh, yeah. But painting up like Kamala, buddy hell. Fuck yeah. me. No good, um, no good. But it, there is an angle in this with Hogan getting his tash shaved <laughs> um, because Kevin Sullivan jumps in the ring dressed up as an old woman. Yeah. Yes, yes. But doesn't this all lead into the, um, don't know if it's before or, or it could even be before, Andy, the Evad, Evad Sullivan, do you remember that? Evad Sullivan, Sullivan yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Um, that's before it, that's where he gets turned into yeah. the Taskmaster because of that, isn't it? Yeah, fuck yeah. hell. How bad, though? How bad? It, it makes you think Hulk Hogan wanted to kill his character. Is he, yeah. You know, the yellow and red, because he was... Wait, it's like you were all getting rejected, weren't it? That's the famous story, and that's yeah. But that's but you, you, looking back at it, Andy, I know you it's easy to say, but you're going in to a different territory where, like, you know, you have to pick one or the other, really. Back in the day, you're going to a different fan base who want like matches, who want like you know that work rate kind of thing, and then Hogan's coming in, bringing all his mates from the 80s, and no wonder it's getting shit on, you know what I mean? Mm. And then he's all right trying to chum up with your stings and that, but fucking hell, no. No good. Hogan were dying a death at Mania 9 when he won the title. Yeah. I haven't seen that one when he comes out as Kamala. I fucking haven't seen that one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's on It's on there, mate. Fuck, <laughs> mate. Ah. Dungeon of Doom. Let's not speak of them again. <laughs> no, the worst, Andy. No more, no more talk. No more coverage of the Dungeon of Doom. They're the worst stable of all time. Shall we get into the final two now? Um, let's, let's go for it. Yeah, number nine, Disciples of Apocalypse, where we mentioned earlier before um, about the faction warfare. So this is Crush, Chains, Skull and Eight Ball, 
Now, if you think the worst stable of all time is the Dungeon of Doom, let's let's yeah. be fair. The worst tag team of all time, the Harris Boys. And uh, yeah, I'm conflicted here, mate. <laughs> The, yeah, if we're talking strictly workers, then yeah. But if we're talking about a tag team had one in a stable to get the job done and to beat get someone beat down, it'd be the hardest boys for me. The heaters. There you go. Yeah, I, I'd have them in there just getting the getting the job done, like. But in the in the ring, yeah, terrible, terrible workers. Fucking every 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 gimmick they've had. Blues, uh, the Bruce Brothers were in it. Blues, Jacob and Eli Blues. Blues. GK Benny Eli Blue, yeah. When they were in WCW as um, the powers that be, fucking um, creative control, Patrick and Gerald, Briscoe Patrick, Patrick and Gerald, yeah. <laughs> um, bloody hell, what, what else were they? Oh, they always got jobs with Jarrett. Yeah, they were always there. They were obviously Ron and Don Harris. They were in TNA when the Don Harris was like a um, the asylum years again. He was a face, I think. He ended up on the with the with Don Callis, and then I think he ended up against them. And like he was always the security guard, wasn't he? Don yeah. Harris, one of them, because one of them went single for a bit, yeah. Yeah, and now and now the buddy, um, they're quite rich, aren't they? Like TV producers or something now. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't I haven't oh. heard of them for years now. Yeah, I think they were interested in buying TNA or like putting a stake in them. Um, they've also got connections with um. The far right as well. So, no, well, the best story I heard about the Bullish, in, Bullish the, Japs. <laughs> in wrestling, in wrestling, though, and strictly in wrestling, yeah. was when um, Shawn Michaels was at his most prickish in like 95, 96, whatever it was. And he just had enough of them, just beat the shit out of him. It was literally just like, he was trying to with the hardest boys, you're gonna get fucked up, though. Aren't you? You know what I mean? Even Nash said, I couldn't do nothing about it. But you know, man, you're not fucking with them two, are you? <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, DOA. So this was all around time, the nation of domination. But we, Gang Wars, we, really. yeah, yeah. Um, who were your favorite? Who would you take out of them? Who, who was your favorite? Mine's probably the nation, I would say. Um, yeah, out strictly like because that was the three way feud, it was the Briquas, the DOA, and the nation. Do you mean just out of them three? Yeah, 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 it's the nation all day long, isn't it? And yeah, all day long. I really? used to. I, I thought the Bariquas um, entrance theme was. Um, oh, unbelievable! Savio used it, didn't he, when he came out in, uh, in Puerto Rico this he year? He did, yeah. Fucking yeah. pop that. Oh, Absolutely yeah. Pop. But the next um, were, were brilliant. Yeah. But I think, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of the matches between, between the teams was all either two minute DQ matches on Raw or. Five to ten minute things on. Yeah, it was always the bonus match at a pay per view. They had one at SummerSlam. I think it was DOA v Briquas. They won a DX in your house. Obviously, the traditional Survivor matches as well. Nation v DOA and Shamrock, and that, if I'm not mistaken. Then they had the War of Attrition match at No Way Out 98. Similar again. Shamrock, DOA, Ahmed v the Five Nation. So there was a lot of, you know, combinations of these, and it did go on. It was always something they could go back to, as I say, for a filler match, but. Yeah, they're not leaving a, a lasting impression on the work, work rate wise, Andy, Andy, as people want now. Like, so yeah, not a, not a chance, not a no. chance. There was a match in this, um, the Godwins versus DOA. Now, this is the week after the Godwins lose the tag belts and they turn up in a t shirt and trackies combo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think they were Andy. 
Oh, you know, yeah. You know, like in a, in a scrap. Oh, yeah. Mark Canterbury, Dennis Knight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Takers, lads. Yeah, yeah. Did, did have a go then, like? I'd probably have them in a fight over DOA. It'd be a close run thing in like oh, a barroom brawl, but be a good one that. You pay money to see that. <laughs> like the, you know, like the local, like the two local, like our nuts turning up. Like this is the big one to see. But that, to be fair, they probably have a round of beers together after it, wouldn't they? <laughs> round of beers in the game of dominoes, wouldn't it? <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the DOA. Um, we're worthy members of the shit list, I would definitely say. Um, number 10 now. One and only. Number 10. The final one. Submission Sorority. Or not called that due to the name of um, a porno act. Um, but it was actually PCB. Team PCB. Paige, Charlotte and Becky. So this is from the start of the women's revolution, which uh, Stephanie McMahon brought in. Bollocks. Standard, that. Give divas a chance, movement. Remember remember all this, Matty? Yeah, was that when AJ Lee was still there? Was that that, that time? Well, I think it was after, it was after she went. And she, oh, she, that... she brought it all up, didn't she? Okay, yeah, I knew she was involved. Yeah, she brought it all up, and then it's like, I think it was like three or four months after the Bellas started talking about it, and yeah, I think Stephanie McMahon took credit for it in the end. Yeah, of course. Um, so this is um, around the time of like NXT was very hot at this stage, like um, NXT women, the women's roster, which was um, obviously Paige, uh, not Paige, um, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks, all them. Um, Fucking banger after banger each week, and even on their like specials, like hot period for NXT. This one, um, but this, um, this segment where it all started, so it, it, it sort of like broke off into teams of three, weren't it? So yeah. you had Team Bella, who was the Bellas, and Alicia Fox, who was a once long standing member of the uh. Of the WWE locker room, it's like the female uh, JCG, just like bloody hell, Alicia Fox still there. That was like Curtis Axel as well for you. He on. Yeah. Remember, he was the, in the B team with Bo Dallas as well, like clinging on. That yeah. was like yeah, and he was always survived the cuts. Um, you had obviously Paige, Charlotte, and Becky. Um, were you at this stage? Were you a big fan of um, old Charlotte? Um, yeah, she was always like. One that stood out to me and the out of the NXT crew, as you've just mentioned. Obviously, I think now correct me if I'm wrong here. Was the Bailey and Sasha match in Brooklyn? Is it after the? I'm sure they were on the main roster when that when that happened. Or am I wrong there? Oh, I think you. I'll just have, I'll just have a yeah. look. Um, I'm pretty. I don't know why that rings a bell. That like that's sort of like the standout match in it. So yeah. Sasha versus Bailey, um, NXT Brooklyn in it. Yeah, because Bailey didn't really come up straight away. No, she didn't come up until um, I think it was a year later, Andy. You know, I'm pretty sure she came up way after them. Um, oh, so August twenty second, two thousand and fifteen. So it's around. You know what? It's around this weekend. 
Yeah, I knew it. And I knew, I knew that the act he went back to go and have that match, or like it was, yeah, because Bailey obviously wasn't a part of it. I knew Sasha went back for that. So, um, but yeah, uh, Charlotte, yeah, was, you know, she was the one that stood out to me, Andy, when they all come into it. Like, and she was the one that I knew anyway, you know, at the time, no one who was going to get pushed, she was always going to get the big push ahead of all them. Yeah. For sure. Um, and Becky Lynch, like to the back end of her um, NXT run, I thought I thought she got very good. Um, no one, yeah. I've never been a big well, fan. I, I, mean, I do, I do feel Matty in the last, maybe since she's returned over the last year and a half. I, I, oh. Becky's this, yeah, yeah. I, I go in and out with her, and some weeks I think like on the mic, I think she's dreadful. It's it's the way she portrays like like it's it's forced the hard knock type, mm. you know what I mean? And it's got worse, you know, because when she initially became the man, it was good because she rolled yeah. with it and, it and it was authentic. Now I think like she's just playing how she changed to big time Bex, which you know what? Fair play to her. She had a go at something different and a yeah. and a different uh, uh gimmick and stuff. But yeah, I just think when she's trying to be that hard knock on the mic, I just think it comes across so phony. Do you know what I mean? When you've got the likes of Baszler and Ronda there, do you know what I mean? Who are legitimate. So, yeah, but, you know, I've never been a big fan, but I do. She, she when that run, the Bianca Belair WrestleMania match, yeah. uh, there's a hell of a sell in there, maybe with, it could be Bailey and Sasha. She has yeah. two. Honestly, she's improved there. Even when she carried, um, sorry, who was it she had a match with? And it was someone way down. Probably Nia Jax or something. It was some, and I thought, you know what? That's where you go because obviously, if you're in there with Sasha and Bailey and Charlotte, you're gonna have good matches. But when she was the leader of the match, can't remember who it was now. I'll have to go back. I think it was Piper Niven, and I know Piper's yeah, a, decent, yeah. a decent worker, but with her being the big star and stuff, I thought I thought that match was good, you know what I mean? So, you know, she has improved, but overall, because of me loyalty to her old Lottie, then uh, it's, it's I'm team Lottie all the way. I, I, just, I just feel with Becky Lynch, maybe over the last year, she's probably gone a bit down in my estimation. But yeah, but but before that, like you know, the man stuff, it yeah. was fucking excellent that storyline. And yeah, it it, was, it, I think it did like the division, like a kick, like a bit of a kick up the ass. It did. It was that organicness as well, yeah. wasn't it? And they went with it, and it looked main events of WrestleMania, Andy. You know what I mean? It was one night, so speaks volumes. So, um, going back eight years now, um, so we had Team Bad, who was um, Tamina, nobody meaner than Tamina. Oh, God, one of the worst of all time, Tamina Snooker. There's another wrestler and stuck around for how many years? She's like oh. 12 years deep. Lifer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Naomi, who's now Trinity in, um, in Impact, TNA, and Sasha Banks, who I will say... Look at the, around this time. You could tell that, like the crowd, out of anyone in this, out of these now, the, yeah. the crowd wanted Sasha Banks as like the, yeah, the star because you know people people were wise of a work on. She NXT. had the gimmick though, Andy, didn't she? She had the star like gimmick. She put a lot of time into that gimmick in NXT, and she did come across as a star. That Brooklyn match, she comes out in the in the jeep, doesn't she, or the Hummer yeah. in that as well? So she she always looked more of a star than the other three four horsewomen. She was tailor made, ready for WWE telly. Like for me, at the very start, always been a fan of Sasha. Always, I've always uh, said she's the best, second best out of the four horsewomen. Like, 
I, w- I, w- I will say that with that Brooklyn match as well, probably uh, around that time where you, uh, I avoided spoilers just because I, I wanted still try to... and do Andy, but can I yeah. hate getting spoiled? I like, hate it. Yeah, because I, I wanted to. I, it was one of those matches I wanted to see, like Bailey win it. All time match, it is. Yeah, no matter. No one can deny that. It's so good. Yeah. Um. In this segment as well, Stephanie McMahon looking taller than everyone. Of course, lifts lifts in the uh, heels there. Um. So it, it all leads to um like a, a freeway elimination uh, thingy at SummerSlam 2015, which as one of the greatest um what's it soundtracks um to a pay-per-view which was uh demi lovato's cool for the summer yeah banger yeah. absolute banger i did buy the physical um two, two, two disc set as well of her album oh an album yeah what else was on that was it i'm sorry sorry i'm not sorry on that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah i like that one that was a good one yeah yeah, not bad. She did a great duet as well with Ollie Murs as well. I was a big fan of Ollie Murs as well. At the if time. we're on Demi Lovato talk, her best song is heart, uh, heart, Give Your Heart a Break. It might have been one of her first early ones. Then right. catchy uh, pop song. If you haven't heard it, get on it, everyone. Catchy yeah. pop song. Yeah, no, Let no, us no. know how you, what you think of it. Yeah, no, did like Demi Lovato. Just not because of this tune as well, but um, nah, cracking tune. Um... So, as I mentioned, like earlier, um, PCB said they were they, as well. This is another group who said they are all equal and not individuals. That didn't last long as well. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, I did put on my notes as well. I remember folks wanting Sasha to ditch her team quite early on. Like, why, why are you hanging around with these two? But as you'll probably see, like it's eight years on. And they're all best mates. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like there were a yeah. picture with them at Impact when Trinity won the uh, won, won yeah, the title. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Around. Well, Charlotte and Becky aren't mates now, are they? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, <laughs> won't be any Christmas dues with them too. <laughs> so uh, the ring announcer for this one, the one and only um, Brandy Rhodes. Yep. <laughs> she she wasn't too bad as a ring announcer. Yeah. Probably the best thing she's been good at. Because Cody's still a uh, stardust on this one. It's him and um, him and King Barrett against Stephen Amell and uh, Pack. That's a tag match that really happened on SummerSlam. That's real. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh dear, yeah, Stephen Amell. Bloody hell, he, yeah. he spent time in. Uh, I, I always I always used to watch Arrow, but. Problem is with them series, it always like bloody 20 episodes, and you're like, oh fuck me. Overkill. Overkill. Um, so this one, it's just a case of um eliminating if you pin one, um, they're eliminated, teams eliminated. Um, what what do you think of this match? It's it's, it's not it bad. Right, but... Yeah, obviously, in, in, you know, the women's revolution, it was the start, and they got you know more time and bigger spotlight as the months and years went on. So it was it was a good start, though. You know, the fans were Pretty into it, weren't they? And uh, Becky getting that big win over was it Bree with a, a weird version of the man, the, the man's man, was it the man? I man. Yeah, yeah, she actually pump handled them instead of just giving the rock bottom like she does now. So, yeah, yeah, the um, I didn't like the run up to this uh, this show, it's like it's good, like four to five week build, and there's all 
a lot of matches between each other, like the Paige and Sasha match. So easy. When there's nine women there and there's easy stuff you can do there, isn't there? Loads of different stuff you can do. Yeah, and we've got a lot. I would say they got a lot of mileage out of this. The Bellas at the time, I know they were much maligned, but um, they, they had the. They had their place. You know what, Andy? No, you know what? That's one. That's a typical example of when you they leave, you look back at what they've done. And like, as you say, when you watch them week to week, maybe. But when you look back and you think, you know what? Ain't the stripes. They were good. They were over. Nikki Bella, I always thought, was a great heel. I always mm. thought she was like, came across well as a great heel. And, you know, Bree was a, was a good bit. Bree, that we said that everyone, the worst, the worst entrance theme of all time. <laughs> that's, that's the worst of all time. But yeah, the Bellas were sound and they were, you know, they could, Nikki was great on the mic. She was savage on the mic. Like she could, she could give it out. Like, so yeah, always got time for them. Um. So yeah. That's um, number 10. Do you think the worthy are going in there? They're a very short-lived thing. Yeah, they? They, didn't, they didn't jump to my mind, and But yeah, yeah, I can see why, as you say, just for the fact of maybe it wasn't, they weren't around that long, but it was a starting place for the revolution and one of them had to split up. And these were the first to go, weren't they? I think Paige ended up feuding with Charlotte. Yeah. Survivor Series, they had the match, didn't they? So, but yeah. it, it, it's more to... It, it, like, Similar now, where Paige as um, Soraya has come into AEW, and it's a similar thing with like, like the early days was like factions, like it's the old ones versus like she's yeah. with like the outcast now, Ruby Solo yeah. and Tony so And I will say with that, like the early early going of it, a bit rough, like the promos, oh, some of the promos was shocking, but over the last six six weeks to two months, I think. They found the stride, yeah. As a as, as a group, well, that's it, and that's that's no slight on any fan. But I think that's when anything's like starts off. People are quick to jump in, aren't they? And, and like, but maybe that's that's just the world we live in, isn't it, Andy? You know, we're getting too deep. That's your social medias, and everyone's got an opinion, and people don't let stuff breathe, like in a way. So you know, what can you say opinions are like assholes? Everyone's got one. This is it, Andy. So to um, end the show, it's well, it's not play your ages right. It's more play play your time right as okay. we go into the final quiz, which was length of um, tenure. So how all- long okay. these how long did these groups last? Okay. So Matty, are you ready for the big one? I am. Number one, so the starter is the core. Um, they lasted six months. Okay. How long did C, uh, uh, CM Punk's Nexus, higher or lower than six months? That, it's close because I've got, in my head, I've got December 2010 to May or June, June 2011. So that's, I'm going to go higher. I think that's seven months. Eight months. Okay, here we go. Eight months. You're correct on that. I'll take that. Number three, the union, higher oh. or lower than eight? <laughs> Fucking hell, lower. I'm guessing 30 days, if that. You'd be surprised if four months. Four months? I'm not having that. There's no yeah. chance. Four yeah. months. According to the official record, <laughs> four months. 
fucking hell if that's no chance for God. Four months. I can't get over that. <laughs> so um the union on four months, higher or lower than the union, the truth commission. Higher. They come in June. Higher. It's higher, yes. Six months. This will shock you, and I it shocked me how long they were a, a group for, like many, many versions of them. Three years. <laughs> Three years. Yeah. That's outrageous. What's that? You get this off? Yeah, three years. <laughs> three years. Yeah. No, no, go on. No, no. I'm <laughs> I, I, I know Wikipedia does tell lies at times, but three years. But you were higher anyway. That's yeah, the, okay. the main point of this. But um, they might have turned up in USWA or something like that. Or, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so higher or lower than Truth Commission number five, the oddities. Lower. Correct. One year. Higher or lower than the oddities, League of Nations? Lower. Got to be lower. Correct. Five months. <laughs> Higher or lower than League of Nations, the Hardy family office? Well, that's got to be higher because it's still going on to some sort of degree now, isn't it? Well, the version of the Hardy family office oh. before, before, it, before he got um, uh, transferred over to... Um, Andrade family office. Think of well, it like one PW. I'm putting my neck on the line here. I'm going to say lower because I think it changes every fucking week. So I'll go lower. No. Higher. Is it higher? higher. One year. One year. Higher or lower than a Hardy family office, the Dungeon of Doom? It's got to be higher. Correct. Two years and two months. Of shite. Of shite. <laughs> Um, number nine, higher or lower than Dungeon of Doom, DOA. Oh, are we counting eight ball and skull as a tag team here because they technically were DOA. So, is, are we, is that right? If we if we count them, I'll say higher, but if not, I'll say lower. Um, we are counting them, I'll say higher then. So, two years and two months, Dungeon of Doom. It's a close one. Oh, just under them, two years exactly. Well, I'll, I'll have to take your first answer here, Matty. All right. <laughs> uh, what, what, what did you say? Higher? I said higher, yeah. It was actually lower. At uh, one year and 11 months. Ooh. And final one, PCB. Nice, easy one to end. Oh, t t lower. Six months. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why most of these on the list are how many months there, like League of Nations, four months there, six months. Yeah, it's shocking, it is, isn't it? It's, it's, fright, it's frightening, isn't it? But right. I'll say, now, and someone could get me that wrong, there's no chance in hell the Truth Commission <laughs> lasted for three years. I'm not, I'm not letting that one go, yeah. I know I was only taking information from the um, the reliable source. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> and so that's um, you got nine out of ten there, Matty. It was good, but not good enough. Still, you can come back next time for um. Oh, thank quiz. you. I built up my uh, 
you know, points underneath to get another crack at it. You did well on South Africa and Union, so... Uh... There you go. That, that aids me another goal next time now, doesn't it? <laughs> so, um, that's our um, list of 10 stables. Uh, we're stables done with. If you've got any, that should be in the list. Oh, we might do this another time for a part two. There's plenty of stables to go on. But, um, Matty, um, got anything to plug? No, first before the plugs, and as as you said there, anyone listening here, you know, get on Twitter, get on, leave your uh, your opinions on what we we've said, or you know, write your lists down, and or just people stables we might have forgot about, Andy, that are even shorter than the League of Nations four months. You know, there could be some sort of out there we forgot. Maybe some out of ECW, TNA, the territories. Yeah. Anyone, just just gives what gives you your thoughts and opinions. But and it's a plug, yeah, and just yeah. Uh, just, just grapple pod, you know. We're still uh, chaining the shows out and uh, spotlight every Monday. You got patreon.com forward slash grapple where you lay like you know, film club. We've got the uh, double Dave this week dropping, always got five to ones, mixtapes, loads of good stuff going on there. So, yeah, that's it, really. And obviously, the live show coming up as well, which I can't wait to. The Wembley weekend, I can't wait for that. And the not nervous, but I just can't wait for it. I just can't wait to see everyone. Not far off, is it? It's not, not it's keeping up now. It's um, it, it is, it's getting more more real. Like, so yeah, can't wait to just chat to everyone, hang out, and just have a good time for the wrestling as well. After it, so can't wait, mate. It'll, and, I'll be, and, I'll, and right. I'll be back here, Andy, as well for number four, surely. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there will yeah, be we'll another one, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Um, as ever, you can follow me on Twitter at um, Oggie Part Three and also at GCP Podcast One. Uh, coming up, we have got the final episode of UWA Wrestling Rampage and um, the Hellscape from 1999. Kieran can't wait to finish it. <laughs> um, and recently, we've um, we did a live um, recording in uh, Wigan Central Tap of um, our trip to. GPW with Matty, Benno, and many other with a big cast of characters on that. On that, that was, it was a good one, there. yeah. It's a great day, uh, great cast for that one. But as ever, um, this has been shite. Thank you, Matty. Oh, thank you, Andy. See you again soon, mate. And good night. Bye. <laughs>